Are you ready for an epic adventure? I'm your host, Steve Kellams, and welcome to the Epic Adventure Podcast. And we're back with You Heard It Here Last. Recently, D&D Beyond released 2023 Unrolled, a look back at a year of adventure. This article breaks down the stats from users of D&D Beyond in 2023. The results are well, interesting, especially if you enjoy data, and Mike and I love data. Here are a few that jumped out at me. Average age of character created, 28 years old. Most popular species, human. That beat the elf by almost 200,000. And the most popular class, fighter. Let's just say I would have lost the bet. This really surprised me. What about you, Mike? I don't know if it's... Okay, some of it surprised me. Human did not surprise me. I There are just some folks that I know we've played with and I've just seen around that just don't connect with the, the, you know, the other fantasy races. It's interesting when I used to play middle earth role playing or, you know, the one ring or something like that, everybody wants to be an elf or a hobbit, but like, I don't know when in the D and D world, there's it's particularly, I think, I think this maybe is newer players or players who are less comfortable stepping outside of a certain comfort zone. They're not yeah. sure. You know, there's, there's that essential question of, am I playing me in a fantasy world? Or am I playing somebody completely different? I think particularly folks who are maybe a little bit more used to computer games. I don't know. That that may not be true. Human is who they are. And so it feels a little bit more comfortable. Now, I'll admit, I'm, I've said it before. I play human characters. I love human mm. characters. I don't delve too much into the various races. Even when I run games, those various races only pop up occasionally. I, you know, And I feel like I'm an outsider when I do that because it seems like everybody else is playing other races. But I think you hit something really important because let's look at the class next. Uh, most popular class, fighter, right? Again, surprising me. I love to play fighters, but everybody <laughs> wants to play wizards and mages and other yeah, things, not yeah. fighters. Yeah, I absolutely, that one throws me because everybody I talk to wants to play a wizard, a rogue, or a wizard rogue. <laughs> the multi-class wizard rogue. Exactly. Myself included. I love multi-class characters. I will not play a game that doesn't have multi-class. I'm looking at you, Pathfinder. I just... It's, it's interesting. It's like you talk to people and they're like, oh, let me tell you about my character. Like we go to a lot of conventions, right? And like folks are always coming up and talking to us about oh, I had this great adventure and like, oh, we were in this cool campaign or we came up with this cool idea for like a role playing game. You know, people are always telling you about your characters. And I swear to God, every time somebody tells me about their character, they're either like a rogue or some kind of magic user. And the other thing that I, th I think is interesting about this is that like, what are the vast majority of characters on D&D Beyond? There are people sitting at work board tiers making new characters because that honestly was the most fun thing to do with D&D Beyond. Well, and I also think you said something really important when we were talking about species, about new players. And I think, in my opinion, D&D Beyond is such a, it is really a great character creation platform for brand new players. It's got that computer element. You're looking at Baldur's mm -hmm. Gate. They're bringing in all these new players. I would be really interested. And one of the things that data doesn't break down is how many of these are brand new first time players. I don't think they actually yeah. track that, but yeah. man, I would love to track that because I do believe that we are currently in that golden age of role-playing there are so many people that are getting involved in the game many of them going to D D. 
D&D Beyond becomes that first step. That's where yep. you make your first characters. And I think you hit on something there. That's the easy character. The fighter is a fairly yeah. easy character to get your head around. The human is an easy species to get your head around. And I yep. think that's probably why those are too high. But the other one, the age. Now, is this telling us that we're bringing in older players that want to play younger characters or are we bringing in young characters that for some reason have picked 28 as a magical number for their character i have no idea that one that one i don't get right i think we could probably explain away the other two 28 though you know i don't know i'm used i came from you know in, in in my era a lot of times we were playing like you know, glorified teenagers or someone in their early 20s, someone in sort of like, you know, the prime of health, you know, and the idea of playing a 30 year old character seems a little weird. And you think about that, that's that was was did they say average, median, mean? Did they say what average age, average age? Okay. So, yes, we do or have average. those older characters and those younger characters, but it kind of feels like what 28 the new 18, right? Yeah, that's weird. It's not even that people are playing such older characters they're playing old enough characters that they've dragged that average all the way up to 28 you know what i mean yeah like if it's traveler traveler there are reasons to play maybe older characters right <laughs> but lots of reasons you know if you're playing a call of cthulhu yeah you're playing an old professor that makes sense you know you're an adventurer 28 I don't know. It's weird. There's a lot of great data in this, and I would highly recommend that you go over to D&D Beyond. Uh, there'll be a link in our show notes to their article, A Look Back at a Year of Adventure. They've got a lot of interesting data sets in there to take a look at. But again, those are the ones that popped out at me, and I thought that was something to discuss. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, Mike, is actually something that Christina and I talked about just a couple of weeks ago. Evil Genius Games was in a lawsuit with Netflix over their Rebel Moon role-playing game. This was supposed to come out with Netflix's movie Rebel Moon by Zack Snyder, and then it got canceled at the last minute, and Evil Genius Games sued Netflix. Well, that's been resolved. So they've settled that lawsuit, and in a statement that was released by Evil Genius Games, said the following is a joint statement prepared for us and Netflix relating to the recently resolved litigation between us. The parties are pleased that they were able to amicably resolve the dis- this dispute. Netflix thanks Evil Genius for their hard work and professionalism. We will not be releasing a Rebel Moon game, but stay tuned for more amazing cinematic adventures in an upcoming sci-fi project. And thank you again for your amazing support. So, Mike, what's that actually mean? I mean, it means what it says, but it also, there's some subtext there. I don't know if I maybe 100% know what that subtext is, but I suspect their subtext did a check get cut and did, you know. Well, I think absolutely a check got cut or they wouldn't yeah, have dropped right. the lawsuit. You know, right. they, they, they Netflix found enough money to make Evil Genius stop their lawsuit. That, that's, yeah. that happened. Uh, now, they're not going to reveal how much that was, which no. most times doesn't happen. So that's nothing yeah. unusual at all. But exactly. I think it, uh, clearly a check got cut. I think it's that last section that gets interesting, right? Yeah, that, so here's the thing. And I, you know, I watched, uh, it, it's actually funny. I've actually met Dave, the CEO of Evil Genius before. And I've actually got a funny Evil Genius story, which I'll tell in a minute. They're, they're good guys over there. I like I like those guys. I like the products that they're making. I like the I like Dave. I like I've, I've met him before. I've talked with him. I like the direction they're going. It's pretty cool stuff that they're doing. I also really liked D twenty Modern, so they couldn't they could do no wrong with me. I also run a game company. Granted, I'm a 
I'm a hell of a lot smaller than they are, but I know the narrow margins that companies in this industry deal with. If someone, if I paid for a license, which Evil Genius paid, and then I put, I basically put all of my projects off for an entire year or more, and I put multiple employees, contractors, part and full-time on this one project, they developed, it was something like, it was some insane number of pages of text. They hadn't done art and layout yet, but they had hundreds of pages. I had traveled to conventions like uh, Gamma in order to talk about what they were doing. And I had gone through the trouble of ensuring that I had worked through Netflix to make sure that I was following all the rules according to the contract. If I had weekly meetings with Zack Snyder, you know, and anyway, all of this effort, and then out of nowhere, someone not only pulls the contract, but actually completely runs your name through the mud by saying you you essentially like did something inappropriate, such as like, you know, leaking something. It sounds to me like you're adding zeros to this check. <laughs> yeah, I am. And you know what's even worse is it's one thing if a company like tries to wreck your name. But here's the thing. Look at what Everyday Heroes games or Evil Genius games are. They're all IPs. So if I'm working on an IP and some big, big company like Netflix comes along and says, well, you clearly are unprofessional. And, you know, weren't able and were responsible for this leak of this Zack Snyder Rebel Moon product. That's going to ruin not just that project, but all my other future IP business, which is what Everyday Heroes is. It's like they have like at least eight IPs that are all big name action movies or, or, or monster movies or whatever. You know, you've essentially wrecked my business going forward. That wasn't just loss of one big contract that was like that's business ending you don't you don't you don't take that line down so there you have it just a little bit on the business side you heard it here last Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Reach out and connect with us by going to oddfishgames.com. And don't forget, have an epic adventure.